This is the word confession. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. I declare by the power of the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit that 2018 is the year of rest, where we enter into God's rest. He says, there remains a rest for the people of God. And we talk about what rest really is. Rest is not doing nothing, just sitting there. Rest is trusting in God to the point where you are not moved. No matter what Satan throws at you, no matter what life throws at you, you are not moved because you are standing on the Word of God and you know the Word of God will carry you. There is no need to worry. If you rest, then you have a manifestation. If you worry, you take God out of it, out of the equation, and you have no manifestation. That's why Jesus told us, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. You have been struggling on your own for so long. You are laboring. That's not going to help you. Come to me, all those who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Notice it didn't say he'll give you what you are laboring for. The first thing he's going to give you is what? Rest. Because rest is what leads to manifestation. As long as you are still worried, as long as you can't sleep, you've taken God out of the equation and your answer will not come to you. Everybody prays. Amen. Everybody needs help. Everybody is looking for somebody to help. We all need help. If you're human, you got troubles. Some of you still have troubles this morning. You got things going on in your life. You want God to do something for you. You want somebody to help you. But God is able to help when man cannot help. When things are impossible in your life, God can come into that situation and what you've been struggling to do in 15 years, God can do it in one night. God can take care of it if you will trust Him. But the first thing to do is to enter into His rest. To rest. And to rest means you know what God has said. You are sure that God cannot lie. And God as himself has declared, I am not a man. I don't lie. If I say something, I'll do it. If I have spoken, I will make my word good. And have you got to trust that. If you can't trust that, you doubt God. And you take him out of the equation. You know, we've just said it. God is a good God. God is always working on our behalf. God doesn't despise you for the little things that you've done. He loves you because of His Son. He loves you dearly. And He wants the best for you in life. He wants you to have peace. He wants you to have contentment. He wants to provide for you. That's why He calls you Himself your Heavenly Father. Hello? That's why He calls Himself your Heavenly Father. Fathers take care of their children. They provide for their children. 
They provide protection. Everything that the kid needs. You know, what do you need, son? I'm here for you. I'm daddy. Amen. And, and I can do all things. Now, the Bible was very clear to us in the scriptures. In Genesis 8, 14, God, God says, is 18, verse 14, Is anything too hard for the Lord? Do you think your problem is so hard? God has to really think, hmm, this one is a tough one. No, give it to him. Enter into his rest and God will help you. Amen. Listen to this scripture. First Kings chapter 5 verse 3 and 4. You know Solomon speaking. He says, you know how my father David could not build a home for the name of the Lord his God. Because of the wars, troubles, because of the wars all around him, wars which were fought against him on every side. On every side. War. On every side. He wanted to build a house for God. His heart was in it. You have a vision. You believe this is what you want in life. But there are wars on every side. You can't go. Even though your heart is good. There was war on all sides. He says, until the Lord put his, put his foes, his enemies, under the soles of his feet. Then Solomon says, but now, the Lord my God has given me rest. On every side. So it's time to build. Solomon couldn't do it because he had wars. Troubles on all sides. But now God has given me rest on every side. May God give you rest on every side in your life in 2018 in the name of Jesus. In every area that you have struggled, God will give you rest in Jesus' name. In everywhere, every area of your life where things have been difficult, I declare today in the name of Jesus, that come to an end. You are entering into the rest of God in the name of Jesus. Can I hear an amen? You have to believe it. When you believe God's word, he gives you rest. Not only in what you're dealing with, I want rest on every side. Rest on every side. Rest with my family. Rest with my business. Rest with my job. Rest with my... If whatever you... Whatever troubles you, God's going to give you rest. That's what it is. You see, you can't do God's work when you are not at rest. Amen. You can't give when things are hard with, to you financially. Amen. It, it, that's the way. But God's going to give you rest on every side. Let me tell you the kind of rest that God loves to work with. Let me say this first. Rest is the reason for manifestation. When God's going to do something, he wants you to get into rest. That's why Jesus said, take no thought for tomorrow. Remember that? Don't be anxious for anything. Because as long as you are anxious, God cannot work. But once you enter into his rest, you're free. And then you release God to work. Now listen. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 11. 
He says, let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. What, what does it mean, that rest? Cast the rest God has provided for you. Can I hear an amen? Labor to enter the rest. So, what kind of rest are we talking about? It's the rest of faith. You know what God has said. If you've entered into rest, then you've ceased from your labor. That's what Hebrews chapter 4 tells us. So, when you enter into God's rest, the only labor that you have is to enter into His rest. And once you have entered into His rest, then He begins to perform wonders on your behalf. We labor to enter into His rest. We all know the Bible tells us that the, by His stripes we were healed. And if you, if it, but, but, you know, did God mean that? From the foundation of the world, the Lamb was slain before you were born. From the foundations of the world, Jesus died and, and do, did all of that for us even before the manifestation. At the fullness of time, it happened in the natural. But in the mind of God and with God in the spirit realm, this was done way before you came into the earth. So your healing has been purchased before you came into this world. By His stripes, you were healed. And now you know if you were healed, then you are healed. If God takes away sickness from your body, then you are no longer sick, right? But Satan wants to tempt you with what God has said. Did God say, how do you feel in your body? And you walk into the doctor's office and, and they look at you and they say, well, uh, uh, this area, we think now you got cancer. And now, after you hear those words, guess what? If you were at rest before, hello, you haven't seen anything, no pain, nothing. They do a, take a scan and they tell you, we think you got cancer. <laughs> now you got no rest. But see, the word of God is already said, by his stripes you were healed. And now you're struggling because of what you've heard from the doctor. God says, enter into that rest. So the labor is to enter into rest knowing that no matter what's going on in my body, no matter what the doctor says, no matter what the scan shows, no matter what's happening, let God be true and every man a liar. I stand on the word of God. I don't care about the symptoms. I call them false symptoms. I'm standing on the word of God and I'll go to sleep. Doctor says, six months, and we'll only give you six months' time to live. And said, doctor, two years later, I'm coming to shake your hands here in this office. Because of my God. And you enter into his rest. You enter into his rest. So the labor is to enter into rest. The, those people I said last Sunday, they needed bread. And they said, what can we do to do the works of God? Because Jesus had told them, that's uh, uh, John chapter 6, Jesus had told, had told them, he says, don't labor for the food that perishes. Natural food. Don't labor for that. Is Jesus telling us not to go to work? No. 
He's saying, that's going to perish. It goes away. Don't put all your energies in that. But labor for the food that leads to eternal life, that gives you eternal life, indestructible life, the life of God while you are on earth, the life of God. And they said to Jesus, what must we do to do the works of God? We want to labor. Jesus said, this is the works of God that you believe. Amen. So the labor is to believe. You labor to enter into that rest. The doctors have given you all this news and it's painful to hear. Your mind is going crazy. But you're saying, but God has said, and God cannot lie. I won't die. I will live. I will give glory to God. And you rest in that. And as soon as you get into that rest, your healing comes. Manifestation comes. You know, I was reading a story about a young girl. She was in the room, and the doctors had told her, you got so many, t- so many days to live, and, and you're going to die. And so mama kept her upstairs, and she, li- she stayed up there waiting for the day of her death. And then she read first, uh, second, I believe first Peter chapter 2, verse 24, and it says, how God for- took our sins and-, and-, and died. And she wept. She started praising God. She was looking forward to seeing Jesus in heaven. Few days late, few days after now, I will be in heaven seeing the face of Jesus. And she wept, and the Holy Spirit really moved over her. You can read it, First Peter two verse twenty four. And she says, "Boy, that scripture really blessed me. I gotta go back to see what what else was there." And then she read the full scripture, and the last part of it says, "By whose stripes you were healed." And she says, "Why? <laughs> then I don't have to see his face right away." <laughs> I'm going to stay around. And she said, Mama! <laughs> Mama! Uh, prepare breakfast for me. She had meeting for a long time. Prepare breakfast for me. I'm coming down to eat. Mama said, Oh, my kid, this, this cancer has gotten into her brain. She's lost her mind. She's going to die now. And she came out down and said, Mama, wear my clothes. Give me. I want to wear my clothes. I'm okay. Mama said, Calm down. Calm down. Okay. Calm down. And she's crying out to God. She said, Mama, God has healed me. Look at that scripture. Amen. You know what she said? She's entered into God's rest. Amen. No signs, nothing. She says, Give me my clothes. Skinny thing, you know. And she wore that thing and almost falling out. Mama's still worried. Oh, she says, Mama, were you not the one that taught us to believe what God said? Now you have become an unbelieving believer. This is what he says in the word. Don't you believe you've been teaching? Mama, you were the one that taught us. Make my breakfast for me. And she ate that breakfast. Just a little bit, but the next day more and more and more before long, she was strong. Cancer was gone and she was healed. Why? She got into God's rest. That's what we need. Enter into his rest. <coughs> Excuse me, so important. When troubles come, you know, Satan, he ministers also. Amen. shouldn't have done that. (laughs) (coughs) Satan ministers a lot. When you are in your bed and you think you are thinking from one negative thought to another, you got ministry from Satan. (laughs) 
and you're going, oh, that's so true. Tell me more. And he takes you to another. I'm telling you, your finances are so bad, they're going to take your car away. Oh, yes. They're going to really tell, tell me more. They will even take your house away. They're ready to fire you. That's Satan's ministry. But then you stand up. No. I'm going to enter into his rest. Because the Bible has said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And Satan says, but uh, you know you got bills to pay. You respond, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That's how you silence the enemy. When you enter into God's rest. And you believe what God has said. Let God be true and my bank account alive. Let God be true and my employer who is threatening to fire me alive. If he fires me, God has something better for me. He cannot fire me. He wasn't the one who gave me the job in the first place. I got it from my heavenly father. That's rest. You know the kind of rest God likes? The rest, the kind of rest that Daniel had in the lion's den. They said to Daniel, we're putting you into that lion's den. Daniel chapter 6. Guess what? Daniel wasn't crying. The king was worried. The Darius, he loved Daniel. They tricked him to put his friend in the lion's den. The king didn't like it. And, and he, he put him there. He said, servant of God, let the God that you serve help you. And the king sealed it after the stone and they put his seal on it. So nobody gets in there. But the king was sad. The king couldn't sleep all night. He was praying to the God that he didn't know for his friend Daniel. He couldn't sleep. But Daniel was asleep in the lion's den. And the next day, the king came and said, Daniel, servant of the Most High God, has your God been able to save you? You know what some of us would do? I was thinking about that. He says, King, he's been quiet here. And the lions haven't moved much. You're making too much noise. <laughs> You're making too much noise. You might stir them up and I'll be gone. You can talk when I get out of here. Amen. But he was in rest. Don't worry. When you rest, you get your manifestation. Daniel said, the a God sent his angel in here and they shut the mouth of the lion. And he was speaking right in the presence of the lion. They were looking at him. I'm sure he was patting their head. I've been wanting to pat the lion's head all this time. Wait me, this is wonderful. He was having a great time because he had entered into God's rest. You know what, that, what rest is? Rest leads to manifestation. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, uh, Daniel chapter 3. They said to Nebuchadnezzar, we're not careful to even answer you. Our God, that's rest. Our God is able to deliver us 
from your fiery furnace. He is. But even if he's not ready to do that, we're ready to go in. No fear. And the fire had no power over them. Guess what? When they get in there, there was a first man. That's Jesus. I used to think, you know, when they got in, Jesus got in. No, he was already there waiting for them. (laughs) He was already there. No fame. David understood what it is to enter into rest. Scriptures, you know. Psalm 23, verse 4, 5. David said, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Yes, I got troubles all around. He's about to swallow me. And guess what? This mighty God is your God. The God of Daniel is your God. He worked mightily on their behalf. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He worked mightily on their behalf. He is the same God. He is your God. He will work mightily on your behalf if you will enter into rest. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I am at rest. Even though death is all around. That's rest. And then, because you are in that state, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And then guess what comes after that? You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. My enemies can only stand around and watch. They can't do anything to me. I'm enjoying my rest. When God prepares a table. But first, you got to pass through the valley of the shadow of death. And know that you can have rest. As you're going through, every one of you loved by God. I've made it very clear here. The way I see it, you don't give your money out for something you don't want. He gave his son out to get you. He gave his son to have you to himself. Not only for a short time, but for eternity. That's how precious you are to God. If you have not given your life to Jesus, make sure you do that today. Because you are priceless in the sight of God. And God wants to have you to have fellowship with you for the rest of eternity. To stay with Him. And if He has bought you for Himself for the rest of eternity, why wouldn't He take care of His property right here? Why? Why? He'll take care of you. Rest. I see that with Peter. In, in, in Acts chapter 12, they had just killed James. Herod just killed James. And he says that the Jews were so pleased. And he said, well, now the Jews are friends. Sometimes this happens in life. When things are difficult for you, those that have problems with you, you got these enemies, they reconcile and they become one team against you. <laughs> that seems to happen. And David knew that. He said, how is it that my enemies are so many now? (laughs) That's happened. 
You got one problem. You're trying to deal with it. You are trying to be successful just a little. And then another bigger one shows up. That's the way life is. But God is able to take care of all of them. He delivers us from all of our troubles. Can I hear an amen? So, Herod that killed James, the brother of John, the one that wrote the Gospel of John, and he pleased the Jews. And Herod was excited. The Jews are liking me these days. They hate me, but because I killed this one, I'm just going to go for the top one, Peter. So, he got Peter. And he put him in jail. And he was going to be sure that this guy doesn't escape. So he bound him with two chains. And then put two soldiers. One to be on one side and then the other side. And he had guards all over the place. So Peter would not escape. And said the next day he was going to bring Peter out for, for him to be killed. Guess what Peter was doing? He was sleeping. Between these two soldiers. I'm sure the soldiers, they're thinking, doesn't he know he's going to die tomorrow? He's snoring. Most of us will not sleep. Men, these guys will be praying in tongues all night long. He's praying in tongues, but he's not at rest. He hasn't entered into his rest. But Peter had entered into his rest. He had nothing to be afraid of. So he slept. When you enter into your rest, then you get the manifestation. We've been talking about this. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a matter be established. You saw it with Daniel. You saw it, saw it with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. David. Now here, Peter, he wasn't scared. He says, suddenly there was an angel that just showed up. And the place was filled with light. And Peter was sleeping so soundly, the angel asked him, Hey, wake up, young man. Wake up. Amen. When we rest in God, he takes care of our problems. God came to walk for us. Cease from your own labor. Just trust in God. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. This is the way many times I tell my wife, as long as I know there is a God in heaven, I'm going to be okay. Troubles will come unless God's dead. But as long as God is dead and he doesn't condemn me, I'm accepted by him, I'm going to be okay. And you will be okay. No matter what's going on in your life, I believe God wants me to tell you this morning that he will take care of your situation no matter how bad it is, no matter how long that problem has been in your life. You rest today in God and tell him, God, I'm depending on you. You will take care of me. I have no reason to be afraid. Peter escaped that. You know, there's a funny story in Mark chapter 4 with regards to Jesus. I've never seen anything so funny. I mean, I know you know this story, but it's funny. Uh, To me, it is. Because, I'm not going to go into the scripture and read it, but you know this story. Jesus was in the boat sleeping. You know that story? You know why he was sleeping? He was at rest. He says, my father doesn't, he never leaves me. He never forsakes me. 
Moses was clear. Moses said to God, if I found favor in your sight, I want, your, I want to know your ways. God said to him, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And Moses said, if your presence is not going with us, we're not going anywhere. But Jesus knew, my father is always with me. That's what Jesus said. He said, I am not alone. My father is with me. My father has not left me alone. And he gave us a promise. Jesus gave you a promise. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. He didn't say, when you are a good girl, I will turn around. No, it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. If you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, He will never forsake you. He will never leave you. And so Jesus knew that if His Father is with Him, there is time for rest. So He was resting. And then the disciples, they didn't know how to enter into rest then. They were saying, Jesus, uh, uh, don't you care? We're all going to die. You're telling Jesus the storm will kill Him? That's what's funny to me. You mean God that created the sea, the sea will kill him? Are you kidding? Some wind and wave will kill Jesus? That's impossible. But they didn't see. They had no understanding. They said, don't you care that we perish? Let me tell you this. Who is in your life? Didn't you ask Jesus into your heart? Didn't you? Is it there? Well, if you're so troubled, Jesus said, why, why are you so troubled? Where is your faith? They shouldn't have bothered him. He is your life. He is in your life. Why are you so troubled by the sea and the waves and the wind? Why are you so troubled? He's in your heart. He'll take care of the sea. And if you're so troubled to the point where you can't enter rest, wake him up, he'll give you rest. Amen? He'll say, be still. Amen? Be still. You know, I feel very strongly this morning, he's saying it to many of you this morning. In that area where you're struggling, God's saying to you, peace, be still. Amen? Peace. Be still. Point is, once you can enter into his rest, most the problem is done. Half, it's a, it's halfway, you're halfway out of the problem. That's the first line. I've said it here before. That's what I have discovered. When I'm troubled, something comes into my life and it's so troubling, all I'm looking for is to find my place of peace. Where I can rest. If I'm praying, if I'm fasting, guess what I'm looking? Not to change God. Your fasting doesn't change God. (laughs) You're going to go on on hunger strike and make God do something? That's what you think? Are you going to pray all night long and hold his waist? You can't see his waist to hold and on. I mean, what you're doing is changing yourself. Amen. As you pray and as you read the word, you get peace. And your father says to you, don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you 
with my righteous right hand. He takes care of the problem. That's what it's going to be. My time is gone. But let me say this. I think preachers always have this thing finally and then another finally. (laughs) (coughs) There are things that I believe God has given me for our congregation. And I will probably continue with them next week. First thing is God will give everyone the sound of my voice. You will have restoration of all things. The former things have passed away. I said, the former things have passed away. The things you struggled with in 2017, they have passed away. Because God's doing everything new. He's starting a new work. The former struggles have passed away. God is doing a new work. There's going to be a restoration. Secondly, an exaltation. What that means, there's going to be a lot of joy. There's going to be a lot of happiness in your life. There's going to be a lot of jubilation in your life. Can I hear an amen? God's going to do that. I speak it because the Bible says, declare a thing and it shall be established. So I'm saying it to you. I want you to believe with me. Remember what God said. If two of you shall agree concerning what? Anything. Anything. And I'm agreeing with you today that this year is going to be a year of joy for you. It's going to be a year of gladness for you. It's going to be a year of jubilation for you. A a year of rejoicing. The third thing is satisfaction. What that means? Fulfillment. Sometimes you walk and you walk and you walk, but you still don't feel fulfilled. You don't feel happy. You don't feel everything is complete. God's going to make you feel that way this year. Can I hear an amen? You are going to enjoy your fulfillment. There's going to be pleasure in your life. Just to enjoy life. Some people can't enjoy because Satan is attacking them. All of those attacks will come to an end this year. We're going to be having a healing service on the 28th of this month. And the last healing service was incredible. The next one is going to be out of this world in Jesus' name. I, I really believe with all of my heart. If you're sick, come ready to get well. Because God's going to heal people and give us life. He came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. I can't heal anybody, but I know the God that I serve. And when we come here on that day, He will be here even before we get here. He will be here ready to heal. Ready to heal. The power of God will be here. So it's going to be a year of satisfaction, a year of pleasure, a year of enjoyment. And then the final one, uh, the year of triumph. The year of triumph. Where everything that's been fighting against your life, God's going to kick, it, kick them out of your life. In the name of Jesus, God's going to do that. It's going to be a glorious year. It's going to be a wonderful year. I believe that God's going to raise a lot of ministers here. Some of you don't even think that ministers who? Me? <laughs> no. I'm not saying come and stand where I'm standing. Amen? Where you can be there and be a minister. Amen? And have people that you are reaching for God. Nourishing for God. And ministering. And God's going to send them. Can I hear an amen? I, I'm, I'm, in the name of Jesus, I'm speaking and prophesying. 
This is important. God's going to bring them to you. You will be so into what God is using you to do for them, (laughs) you'll forget your problems. And by the time you remember your problems, they are no longer there. Amen. God's going to do it. It's all by faith in Him. Resting in His Word. This is going to be an incredible year for all of us. All of us. If you have financial difficulties, uh, kiss it goodbye. You guys are not as excited. I am excited. It's going to be out of your way. It's going to be out of your way. God's going to do it. Is anything too hard for God? Take that hard thing to God. Amen? And God's going to do it. Stand up with me this morning. Thank you, Jesus. You know what? First, we need to do things right. Commit your life to God. Every one of us. If you're not saved, say that prayer to Him and ask Jesus into your life. That would be the best decision in life that you've ever made. I did it years ago. I, I wouldn't let that go for anything. It changed my life, transformed me. And God is here today. Make that decision for, for, for God. And secondly, we need to say from our mouth, goodbye, all of these difficulties. Amen? We're going to be doing that. Goodbye. You're no longer going to be a part of my life. And all we do is to rest in God. You can't do it. Let Him do it for you. Come to me, all you who labor. See, in other words, give me your labor our labor for you. That's what Jesus said. He came not to be served, but to serve us. He's still doing that. Amen? We're going to pray to God. I need you all, everyone, especially those that have not committed their lives to the Lord Jesus, say those words a minute from your heart. You see, what that means is you are giving God permission to be a part of your life. That's all. He's a gentleman. Jesus said, I stand at the door and I knock. What door? The door of your heart. And some of us, we've been keeping him out. We need him in. I need him in. So every one of us, let's say these words to him and mean it from your heart. I tell people, God gave you the power of imagination. That's not devils, okay? Devil cannot do that. So when your eyes are closed... See Jesus standing right in front of you. If you can see him, guess what? He is right there. Because he already told us, where two or three gather together in my, in my name, I am there in the midst of them. So when you close your eyes, see Jesus standing right in front of you. Talk to him. Amen? Talk to him. He hear you. So all of us are going to ask Jesus to take over our lives. And please mean it. Amen? Close your eyes. See Jesus right in front of you. His arms open to welcome you. And you invite him. Say with me, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Today, I open the door of my heart 
and I receive you into my life to be my Savior and my Lord. Help me, Lord Jesus, to live a life that is pleasing to your Father, your God, and my God. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hands together.